Hello, I'm Anthony Pavlich, and welcome to Ruminations on Tony's Tall Tales. Uh, thank you, dear listeners, for joining me today. Um, yeah, so <laughs> welcome. Hope you're doing well. Um, today, um, the episode is entitled, um, we're going to revisit, actually, it's a Discipline versus Motivation Part Two. <laughs> um, had a couple more thoughts I wanted to just talk about from the previous episode where we discussed those two qualities. And um, yeah, dive a little bit more into what I've been thinking about and um, some things I've been dealing with. Um, so yeah, I guess a quick update. Um, since it's been a little bit of time since I recorded, um, I have officially crossed uh, 90 days of doing my twice daily um, transcendental meditation, which was uh, kind of amazing to me because I don't think I've ever cr crossed that sort of milestone when I first learned the practice. Um, and so it's a really cool feeling to be able to be doing that consistently. And I think it's really helped with the, the anxiety that I've been dealing with and some of the other mental health um, things that I've been having to cope with recently. Um, it's been fantastic practice. Um, it's just, it's very calming and, it, and it's very easy. It's very effortless. And I really, really can't um, acknowledge it more. Um, if 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 anybody's ever experiencing any sort of you know anxiety, panic, depression, any sort of mental health uh, struggles, I highly recommend taking a look at transcendental meditation as as uh, a tool that you can add to um, help you navigate through those challenges that you're dealing with and help provide some sort of comfort. I know it's definitely provided comfort to me. Um, it's been extremely beneficial. It's such an easy thing to do. It's it's just yet it's so powerful um and it's yeah definitely take a look at it if you have the opportunity to and um yeah let me know um your experiences and you know if it helps that's that's just a wonderful again it's a wonderful tool um along with that i've been able to cross as well 90 days of uh writing every day um again some days are more of a struggle than others um but it's been a fantastic milestone to cross as well. Um, in that sense, uh, it's just been, it's been great. I think it's been allowing me to uh, flex that creative muscle a lot more. And again, it's just going back to the thing of what we have been, you know, conversing about is, is basically putting in the work. And one of the main things is, is you got to show up every day and the work isn't going to be glorious. It's not going to be, you know, all fun and games all the time. Um, it's grind and you just got to show up to be able to do it. And very happy that I've been able to show up at least. Um, what's, what's, what's really cool too, is I think it's allowed me, I think at this point in my life and where my journey is, is taken me is it's just, it's allowed me to just basically learn lessons. Um, and it's allowed me to figure out another way for me to grow and develop and try to become a better version of myself. 
And it's just in stages. I think this stage in my life, it's it's allowed me to focus on this aspect and, you know, set goals and targets and, you know, the challenges and the obstacles have, they can either, they can be a detriment if you let them be a detriment. It's not saying, it's not belittling or taking any significance away of the challenges that you may face, whatever it may be. But there was something that I read recently. Um, there was a book that I finished um, a couple weeks ago. And one of the, the, the points that was made in the book is that everything is medicine. And it's kind of been st- stuck with me for a bit because it, it's, there, there's so much truth in that, that we can look, we, it's very easy to get down and it's very easy to get discouraged and it's very easy to give up. And if we allow our perspective and our attitude to be that way towards obstacles and challenges, then yeah, then it, we're more susceptible to following that mindset and that perspective. But if we start removing the la- labels of good and specifically bad and negative, then we start opening ourselves up to the ability to find lessons, to find opportunity in the challenges and the obstacles that we face. And then what that helps us to do is to change the mindset and the attitude that we have towards these things and allow us to then probably make more progress in finding the opportunity to learn, grow, or even heal. And I think that's what's been really great about the struggles and the challenges that I've faced, specifically from the mental health aspect, is that it's shining a light on things that that I that there's opportunity there for me to get better. Um, some of it's physical, some of it's mental, and then some of it is also, you know, potential to be uh, creative. So um, again, it, it, I think it it dives into a little bit what we were talking about last time too. Is is to be gentle with yourself and not be so harsh. Um, There's enormous challenges that we're constantly going to be faced with in life and some more extreme and more intense than others. Um, But one thing that we can do is our perspective and our mindset. And again, it's not to diminish how incredibly hard incredibly difficult some of these challenges can be and how just overwhelming it can feel when you're going through something that's extreme, that's intense, that just seems that there's no hope or no way out. Um, One of the things I've noticed with the meditation and with therapy that I've been doing is take that moment to sit to breathe, to be gentle, and just to listen. There's extreme power in listening, extreme power in silence, 
an extreme power and not and 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 not giving up but letting go of control letting go of what we think should be or what should happen and just allowing the opportunity to sit in whatever it is that you're feeling whatever it is that you're doing and listening to some of the things that your body might be telling you, your mind might be telling you, that the world around us might be telling you. Um, there's an extreme power in that. Um, so continue to take care of yourself, to continue to be, uh, continue to be gentle, and just, just remember that there is hope. Um, some days it doesn't seem like it, but there is. And you're going to be okay if you, if you take the time to breathe, take the time to listen, and just take the time to put one step forward and keep walking. Um, so yeah, um, let's continue to dive in a little bit more uh, with the update. Um, so again, the writing has been going well. Um, I want to highlight two things. One, challenge with the writing and then one success because uh, I think it's it's appropriate and it's great to to showcase both because you know again I I'm still such a novice I feel like at this 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 stage of of writing this craft that I'm pursuing and so I'm still learning there's a lot of things that I just don't know that I'm still trying to develop and so one of the challenges is the the bond script has stalled. Um, what I've noticed is that I think some of the limitations of my process in constructing that script are beginning to show because of that. One of the traditional methods of, of script writing that a lot of others have done is the note card um, technique. So what you'll do is you'll take a stack of index cards and you will mark each card with, you know, it's a major beat, uh, might be uh, scenes, major scenes, and you write those out and then spread them out. You know, typically it's on like a cork board. You stick them all on a cork board or you lay them out on the ground and you start kind of constructing that way. You you organize your linear structure of where the story's going, where it starts, uh, what's your act one, um, what are your beats in that act, what's, you know, what's the... Uh, the um the rising action what's your climax all all the all the the traditional story beats that um you construct out in a three act structure within a screenplay and so these note cards are supposed to help you visually see your story in its entirety and then allow you to move and make changes to um create the flow within that narrative um and for whatever reason i've never been a never been really drawn to that technique um i've probably done it haphazardly a couple times um i bought the stacks of index cards and you know tried to write stuff out and lay them all out and organize them and construct them but it never resonated with me for some reason and i'm wondering if it was because uh just a combination of you know just not knowing or you know just being a little naive thinking, well, like, like, can't you just run an outline or 
you know, I can put it together in my head. But I also think, I think some of it was too, is I just, a lot of times with my story ideas, it came to be in scenes. So I didn't necessarily have it all like set out or I wasn't disciplined enough to, you know, maybe that was another thing too. It just seemed like very uh, rote and a little uh, boring to me is putting these new cards in place and constructing it that way. Um, but I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's so beneficial. I mean, another thing too is, is it's more logistical is I just didn't have the space. I never really had a, a space to lay all the cards out or I didn't want to buy the board and put the board on the wall and deal with cork boarding a bunch of note cards and index cards on, on there for whatever reason, I was just making excuses. And I think that might be why I'm stalling uh, a bit now is maybe because I didn't have anything sort of established. And because what also too, I've tried to go back and outline the story and outlining is good, but it just felt like it was, I was running into the same thing where I was almost like doing what I was already doing, writing out the scenes. And I felt like I was just doing that with the outline um, and falling into the same sort of challenges of how does this scene connect with this scene? Okay, where does Bond go now? Or uh, now he's gotten to this scene, but I feel like I'm just telling the same information over instead of there being something new, or it doesn't seem like he's having a strong obstacle that he's he's fighting against, or it seems too much, too circumstantial instead of him trying to get something or overcome an obstacle because he has a specific intention. Now it just seems like I'm throwing these set pieces in place just so that it will move the plot forward. So a lot of these struggles that I've been dealing with and why it feels like a little stalled. So I think what I'm going to try to do is go back to the note card, um, the or I should say the index card um, function, and try to really sit down and try to work out that aspect of it and see if that clears up some of the um the the struggles i'm having with connecting some of these scenes that i've written out already and moving the the story along so what's great is this final draft um i think it was a few versions maybe two or three back they introduced uh index cards in in there so instead of having to do it physically with you know real paper uh you can just create it you know on the computer. Um, so, and I kind of played around with that a little bit in the last version of Final Draft and a little bit with this, but I, I don't know. I, there, there's still been a struggle for me to to really run with it. So uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to really take a hard look at it and really try to start keying in. I'm going to take see if I can find some online resources on, you know, Beth best methods or maybe methodologies to, to, to utilize and see if I can, you know, leverage it because, you know, it does seem like there's a lot of value in it, especially, you know, as, as been discussed by um, a little bit earlier is that it does allow you to see it visually, but a little bit more kind of bird's eye view where you're getting a, a, a very expansive view of, of your story. So that's the challenge I'm working on. I'm still still so close though with it. It's I feel like I'm just on the cusp of 110 pages, 120, and I just feel like it's yeah, it's so close. And I'm just, you know, struggling getting over the finish line with it. But um 
I'm still excited about it. I still think there's a lot of promise about with it. And um I'm just I just I'm just trying to keep showing up, putting in the work, and at some point it's gonna be done. Um so that's that's the one aspect of, of the update. Second aspect is um I I think I mentioned a little bit in the last episode where I was reorganizing my uh files and my folder structure a little bit. Um just trying to not necessarily consolidate, but just kind of clean up a little bit how I organized my writings, whether it be notes, and then also to even drill it down to these are scripts, this is a play, this is comic books, this is uh, novels, this is, you know, and breaking it out a little bit more. Uh, just kind of doing like almost like a pre-spring cleaning uh, for my folders and for my uh, writing. Um, and in that, you know, I got to reread a lot of the stuff that I'd put down and you know, notes that I'd forgotten about or hadn't seen in, you know, a long time or even like stuff that I'd written or jotted down uh, for many, many years. And one of that was the, the novel series. Um, and it's still crazy to me how much I already put down onto paper, how many notes, how many references, um, even scans of certain things that I wanted to come back to, um, and do some research on, um, and also, too, like realizing how much I'd already written. Um, so it was really great to go back to that. And I think also, too, the with the the aspect of, you know, just showing up every day and doing a little bit, or even if it was a little bit, doing something, um, I kind of got back into the, the novel. And it's great. So it's been very successful. And I've got already five uh, chapters already done of the, of the first book. And that's been a great experience and it's just been really cool. It's really, really fun. And again, I think what's also really been freeing is not putting any sort of pressure on this has to be done. And because I don't have any deadlines, which again, there's pros and cons to that, but I think because I've, I've been working on, on getting a consistent, you know, um, habit of showing up that hasn't been as, um, you know, I haven't been at a disadvantage of, 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 you know, not trying to, you know, keep myself on task. So it's been great because, uh, you know, I, I felt really free with it. I've got to explore some things. I've gotten to revisit some, some notes and then create some chapters. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. And I think at the end of the, this episode, I will share a little bit of, of, of part of a, like a mini expert excerpt. Um, so that's exciting. I'm really excited about that. And it's, I think it's just, it's going to be an amazing story. Um, I, I hope, <laughs> uh, and yes, it's, it, that one's going to be, uh, fantastic. Like I say, it's, it's kind of my masterpiece, my magnum opus, um, since it's so just large and, you know, right now I'm seeing it as a six, six series novel or novel series. So we'll see. Um, so cool. So, we're at about 20 minutes in, so let's go ahead and take a short break uh, and listen to a wonderful message from the Ruminations Radio Network. Hey, this is Charlie, Triple C, from Brevity Box, a new and interesting podcast from the Ruminations Radio Network. If you're a fan of podcasts, we have a lot of great content to offer. Come check out our diverse group of podcasts and hosts at ruminationsradionetwork.com. Awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed that uh, wonderful message from one of our other podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. Um, 
I, mean, I feel like I'm every day I'm constantly listening to um, all the episodes that our wonderful hosts are putting out. Um, it's it's fantastic content, so I definitely recommend that you guys check check uh, check those out. Um, so yeah, we'll get into a little bit of um, I I I think I was talking about, and I might have not have been clear because also too I, I was found myself thinking about discipline and motivation after the last episode, and I may have been a little bit too harsh, or I might not have been clear as I probably wanted to uh, express about uh, discipline versus motivation. And I wanted to kind of revisit that just a little bit, just to kind of maybe clarify some of the comments, but also to what I was, I was thinking about. And I think they're both, I don't think that they're exclusive um, in the sense that they're at odds with each other. And I think that's probably one of the main points that I wanted to present because the more I thought about it is that I think it's not about this idea of that you have to have all discipline or discipline is what's going to really make you successful or, you know, the, the secret sauce. And I don't think motivation is either. And I don't think motivation is as much of a detriment as it may seem. Um, I think, again, it goes back to a balance. I think we need a little bit of both. And I say that because motivation feels more like a, uh, a connection with your inspiration. You're, you're motivated because you're inspired. You're motivated because you, you, you see a potential. You see uh, there's a passion to, uh, to do something. You know, and I think motivation is therefore tied to a very visceral and primal feeling of emotion. And I don't think that be, can be discounted, but it, because I think the drive and the passion to succeed, that motivation to do something better or to, to fill a need or, or to um, create or to even excel um, is extremely powerful because there's a lot of energy within that emotion. So I think I think motivation is great because it stirs up all these. It, it stirs up, I think, the 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 content of what it is that you want to express. So whether it be ideas, it, it's it's inspiration, it's excitement. It's just very. It's all it's all the good stuff. It's the meat and potatoes. Um, but it's. It doesn't have the ability to to drive action, and I think that's where discipline comes in. Because again, the work isn't always enjoyable. It's it's just not. I think if you go back to, and it was really interesting too because it came up. I saw it recently. Um, Tim Cook had um, talked at a, I think it was a graduation ceremony. And he bucked against that axiom about if you find something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And again, it just resonates with me because work is work. There's no secret. 
um, to shortcutting the work. There's no secret about instantaneous results. The secret is the work. And you have to do the work. And the reason we don't want to do the work, because <laughs> it's not, it's work. It's not enjoyable. It's, it's a grind. It's just, it's, it's effort. And work equals effort. Because if you want to create something, it requires effort. It's almost, it's just physics. It's, it's, it's the law of nature, of the universe. To create something requires you to put energy and effort into it. And there's no shortcut with that. You cannot wave your hand and magically something appears. You can't, you know, the, these, these fads, whether it be in any industry, um, they try to circumvent. It's like, oh, yeah, you'll have to do half, half the work and, and less time, you know, and all these, these quick fixes, these magic pills. It's just, <laughs> there's no substitute for it. And again, I go back to the mantra that we've, we've uh, made in this household this year for 2022, do the damn work. Um, Cause it's, it's can just, it's going to pay the most results. Um, and it sucks. It's a drag. Nobody wants to do the work. That's why, that's why we make so many excuses not to do it and why we, we don't do a lot of the things that we want to do because of it, the effort and the energy it takes. Cause we don't feel like we have the energy and the effort because of all the other bullshit that we need to do you know, every day, whether it be the responsibilities that we need to handle, um, our families, you know, our day job. Um, it's hard. It's hard to, to then after a long day to like drum up another, you know, ball of energy and effort to do the work. But that's where discipline comes in. So the motivation inspires us to make change, inspires us to to do better, gives us the 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 emotional charge to want to, to, to rise up. Um, but we need the discipline. The motivation will produce the result. They're not results, but the, the emotion for us, but the, the discipline is the one that's going to produce the results. Um, motivation is very, you know, uh, fleeting. It can be temporary. But discipline preserves because it allows the structure, allows us to, to you know, maintain consistency. Um, motivation fades. You know, some days we feel it, some days we don't. But discipline is, is, is what the atomic habits tells us is the compound interest. Because the discipline allows us to, to put that 1% in. And then the next day it puts another 1%. And then we're compounding those percentages, you know, over time. Um, and the motivation is very eventful. It's, it, it happens in spurts. It happens in, in, in waves. But the discipline allows us to, to maintain a trajectory. It allows us, allows us to be in a different lifestyle. And I think that's what's really important is, is pulling the best parts of both of these qualities and complementing each other into one whole um and then we need parts of both 
So I, I think that's one of the things that I wanted to really express was that I'm starting to realize that the motiv- the motivation is is key because it's allowing me to continue to tap into those ideas and the the inspirational you know feelings that I want to convey in my work and I want to express through my work. Um, but the discipline is going to allow me to put those down and to create those uh, expressions of work. Um, and I think that's 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 kind of what I've been really focusing on. Um, there was a quote that I came across too: "Is discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment." By John Ron. Um, and I just I find I just resonated with me because um, I never I never heard that before, and it just you know it makes it just makes so much more sense to me. Um, so, and again, it, it's hard because again, the work is mundane, you know, it, it's not glorious. Um, it doesn't feel, you don't feel inspired a lot of times with the work, you know, whether, you know, there's so many people, no matter what profession you're in, you you feel like you do something and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is terrible. What I just did this is no good um but that's where the motivation can help you know um bring you along and then the discipline will keep being there as a rock um to keep putting to to put those um little bits every day uh one on top of each other um so yeah that's what i'm taking with me um trying to Think about these 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 topics and these these qualities and trying to use them. You know, I, I'm I'm talking about these things because you know I, I'm I'm stumbling along like so many of us, just you know, just trying to figure stuff out. You know, and I still, after all these years, there's a lot that I don't know. Yeah, there's some stuff that I do know, but um, I'm still still learning, still growing, and still trying to find ways to improve and be better. Um, so yeah, so that's what we do. Uh, use motivation to set those goals and those targets, and then I'm using discipline to uh, be that bridge, to be that bridge between those goals uh, and the accomplishments. So um, I, hope, I hope some of you as well, um, it's helpful for you, and it's something to think about and ponder. So thanks. Thanks for listening to me ramble on as always. Um, I know I get on tangents and I just, I think sometimes, yeah, it's a stream of consciousness where these things that I'm thinking about, uh, I think one of the things I'm very analytical, so I'm constantly in my head and it's one of the things I've had to work on is that I can get too analytical to a fault and just trying to, you know, make sense of it. And sometimes, yeah, some of it. <laughs> Some of it again it goes back to it doesn't make sense, and you just kind of like have to let, have to let some of it go, you know, and trust in the process, and trust in the work, and trust in, you know, trust in in yourself. And then it's gonna it's gonna be okay, and it's gonna be all right. So as a treat, let me share a little bit of an excerpt from my um, book one. Um, I'll give you the. I'll give you the title of the book. I'll give you the subtitle. 
So it's book one, The Bearer of Truth. Let me get back to the, um, let's see. Let's go to, let's make sure I'm on the right one. Um, yeah, I was trying to kind of figure out, I was like, what, what part to share? Um, because I don't want to give too much away because I'm still, <laughs> still trying to figure it out. Um, but I want, I want there to be a little mystery, you know, I want to be, I want to show all the cards yet. All right. Um, so the character's name in this scene is, uh, Keith. He's our main protagonist. And well, and I think, um, another protagonist is, uh, Melissa and she, their brother and sister. So Keith uh, is talking. He's, uh, what the hell is all this, sis? Melissa walks up to Keith, touching his arm. I know. I'm sorry. It's a lot of stuff, she says. A booming crash lands into the entry door as a wicked howl is heard. Melissa rushes over to the workstation and scans the process screen. Damn it, she mutters. She then rushes over to the cabinet next to the base station that Ruth came out of and punches in a code. The door pops open and out pulls, she pulls two duffel bags, tossing one over to Keith. Here, put this on, she says. Keith opens up the bag and discovers it filled with tactical gear. Gazing back over, he watches his sister unlatching a wicked-looking HNK G36 assault rifle. Keith thought he had an idea of what his sister's research encompassed, but he was apparently and completely wrong. She'd always been a smart person. He admired her so much for the effort and devotion she put into her studies, and he secretly enjoyed seeing her light up every time she tried to discuss with him some new theory or idea she was working through. Even as a young girl, he knew his sister would go on to do great things, amazing things, but he never thought it would require armaments. A talking computer? Androids? Giant snakes? And an armory? What the hell is going on? Yay. <laughs> so that's a little taste of uh, the novel that I've been working on. It's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like um, the way I've been describing it is, well, I think the first half, it's, 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 there's science fiction, definitely. And I, I, I drummed it off up as a sci-fi noir. But I think that's more of the back half of this series. I think the the first half of the series is going to be um, a lot more adventure, a lot more action, and not so scientific. Although I think there's going to be definitely some elements, but I think it's going to be building up into something a lot more science fiction-esque towards the uh, the ending or to the the second half of the series. So really excited about it. Um, thank you again for listening to me. Um, I appreciate you joining uh, Ruminations on Tony's Tall Tales, uh, where we talk about the story process, the story writing process. Um, I'm hoping to have some great episodes down the pipe. Um, I'm going to bring back some guests, uh, talk about some some cool things. Uh, so please, uh, you know, if you've been listening to Ruminations on Tony's Tall Tales, a production of Ruminations Radio Network. Please take this moment to subscribe, rate, and review uh, the show. And I would love to connect with you on social media. You can reach me at, at Tony's Tall Tales uh, at uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, 
And you can also visit uh, www.ruminationsradionetwork.com for additional great shows such as Retro Futurist Culture, Cinephile Hissy Fit, uh, Ruminations of Red Rum. I uh, love those guys over there and uh, really enjoying the podcast. Um, and oh God, it hurts. Uh, definitely check them out. I love those guys too. Uh, great content on video games. And for all your burning questions and passionate feedback, please drop us a line at ruminationsradio at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, everybody. Take care and cheers. Cheers.